0: Amen. It's a good message. We're going to pray before we start this morning. Father, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you that we can gather here. And God, that you're here with us. God, you see us and you know us. And God, I thank you for your faithfulness and for your goodness towards us. God, I'm asking this morning, Lord, that you would help me with the message that you've showed me for today for the fathers, Lord. God, that you would... Help me to speak it in a way, God, that you showed it to me. And God, I pray, Lord, that your word this morning would fall on good ground, Lord. And God, we rebuke the enemy today. We rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. We come before God and we ask, Lord, that you would push back the hand of the enemy that would try to steal the words and try to hide them on us, Lord. So, Father, open our hearts and our minds today to be able to hear that you are with us. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For some reason or not, I feel a little bit weak already there. I get like that sometimes, so if I fall down on the floor this morning, please, somebody just take my papers, lay them beside my face so I can at least finish this message. (laughs) Oh, my. Title of the message this morning is, I am with you. I am with you. Now, sometimes as men, we don't let people get too close to us. Sometimes we don't let them get, we don't let people completely get to know us. Because you see, sometimes we're afraid, for the most part, that others, maybe they're going to discover something about us that they don't like. Maybe they're going to understand that maybe we don't possess the faith that we try to portray That maybe at times that we are afraid of what's in front of us. And other times maybe we're scared that they're going to discover our weaknesses. And that we're going to be left exposed. And what happens somehow, the enemy tries to come in and helps us to believe that we're useless and we're unusable in the kingdom of God. And sometimes that we're, maybe we're unworthy to lead our families and unworthy to lead our wives. That our weaknesses disqualify us somehow from moving on and being the man that God has called us to be. And when we believe that lie, many times what happens is we want to give up and we want to quit. Because you see, fear and discouragement, that's its job. Its job is to introduce us to despair until you lose all hope of any possible chance of change that could ever possibly happen in your life. But I pray today that you're going to bank on the Word of God. I pray today that you're going to take God's words and you're going to apply them to your life and you're going to understand how much God loves you and how much He cares for you. Psalm 16.8 says this. Now this is David speaking and he says... I know that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for He is right beside me. And if you read a little bit farther in that chapter, you'll understand David goes on to say, My heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, and my body rests secure, that my God is with me. So you see, David is saying, My heart is happy, My tongue continually says, it can't thank God enough. It can't stop praising God for all that he's doing in my life. And my body is at peace because my God is with me. And that's the kind of confidence that God wants you to have as men. The good news is, you see, there is a place of joy. There is a place of great benefit when your life and my life are lived in companionship with God. That God already knows everything about you and he already knows everything about me. Matthew, in, in the book of Matthew, I believe chapter 10, it says God knows every hair that's on your head. Now I know there's some guys here who don't have no hair. But you know what? If you had hair, God would know how many's there. Because he knows everything about you. All through all of our weaknesses, all through of my downfalls, he still accepts me and he loves me just the way that I am. So God wants you to know that today, that through every situation, in every trial, God is there. God is omnipresent. Simply put, He's everywhere. And because of this, you have to understand, you can't escape the Spirit of God. And if you know God, and if you love God, you can have confidence that no matter what you do or where you go, you're never far from the comforting presence of God. You see, Paul understood this in Romans eight thirty-five to 38. Now, just going to paraphrase of what Paul said, but in chapter 8, he says, can anything ever separate us from the love of God? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or if we have calamity or if we're persecuted or if we're hungry or if we're destitute or if we're in danger or if we're threatened even with death? He says, no, 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 no. Despite all of these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And Paul goes on to say, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate us from God's life. There's no, death can't separate me. Life can't separate me. There's no angels or demons that can separate us from his love. My fears for today or my worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell, can separate us from God's love. And that's a praise God moment, isn't it? Nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate me. So if the word says nothing can separate us, then we have a few questions we have to ask ourselves this morning. Here's the questions. Why are you afraid? Why are you discouraged? Why do you feel alone? And maybe why do you feel unqualified? You see, God said to Joshua in Joshua 1, chapter, 9, uh, chapter 1, verse 9, and he's saying the same thing to us today. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, folks, we can take that literally for us today. You see, Joshua was in a place where he had to make a decision. Because, you see, Joshua had been following Moses for quite a long time. And if you look in Deuteronomy, there's a verse there that's very, very comparison. We'll see it at the end of this message. It's very comparison to what this message says right here. But you see, it came from Moses to Joshua. At this time, God shows up and says, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Whole new ball game. Now, Joshua, you need to make a decision. You're either going to believe me or you're not. You see, Joshua had a choice he had to make. Joshua had a choice either to believe or to let unbelief steer his life. He had the choice of either moving into the promises of God or staying in the desert. And it's the very same choices that we have as men today. You see, when God came to Joshua, God gave Joshua a few extra little nuggets, let's say. He said, Joshua, if you choose to follow me and you listen very carefully to everything that I'm going to tell you, You're going to be prosperous, and you're going to be successful. And he had a choice to make. So the Bible says there was a few officers there. So he looks at the officers, and he says, go and tell the people, get themselves ready. Because in three days, we're going over that river. We're not staying here in the desert. We're not staying with our old past. We're not staying with all the old things that used to be in our lives. We're going to cross this river into what God has predestined you and me to have according to his word. And he says, not only that, let me tell you something else. He said, my God told me that if I listen to him, he's going to give me everywhere that I walk, everything's going to be mine. The ground underneath my feet, everything that I trample is going to be mine. And he went on, he said, even more than that. He said, let me tell you something else that God told me. It's not only for today, and it's not only for tomorrow. God said, if you listen to me, and if you follow me, and if you go my ways, it'll be that way for the rest of the days of your life. Not just a promise for today or tomorrow, for the rest of your life. So the question is, do you believe? Do you believe God will go ahead of you and clear a path? Do you believe that God will protect you from spiritual attacks and give you wisdom for the situations that you're going to face. Do you believe that God will love you and guide you? In if you would just follow and allow God to move in your life. Now the Bible is clear. It says the Spirit's always willing. Always willing to move in and around your life. But the Bible says that this flesh is weak. This flesh man is very, very weak. And it needs a supernatural source to get to get us through. And that source is Jesus. Listen to this quote. Don't side with the natural reality of the flesh man and his limited resources. But side with God who can take any resource and make it a reality. Side with God men. God never asked us to be perfect. He asked us to trust him. Never asked us to be perfect. But asked us to trust him. Now God's ultimate goal is to make us men who will follow after his heart. Men who, in all circumstances, will seek the counsel of Almighty God. Men who will stand in the face of fear and not back away from truth, but that will run towards truth. And like Paul will be able to say, and we know that all things God works for the good for those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. So, no matter what state I'm in, no matter what state that you're in, no matter what the situation looks like, you have a Heavenly Father that's working on your behalf to work all things. All things for good and for the glory and the testimony of his name. You see, sometimes from our angle it might look bad. It does. Sometimes when we're looking at the reality of our lives, sometimes we have an angle on life that doesn't look good. But you see, from God's angle, everything's in perfect place. And we have to understand that we have a Heavenly Father who loves us and who's clearing a path. You see, you haven't been called by your own purposes, but you've been called by God's purposes. You see, God has a plan. God has a plan. And the way that we see ourselves as men, maybe because of our downfalls, maybe because of the messes that we've made, maybe because of our mishaps or our mistakes, it doesn't have any effect on God's purposes. God's plan is still very much in effect for your life, and it's still very much in effect for my life. And you know what? Whether hell hates it, whether it comes against it, it doesn't matter. Because you see, God's word are still sovereign. And God has not changed because you and I have messed up. God has never changed, and he'll never change. You see, God works in all things, not just some things. God works in all things. God's able to turn any and every situation, any and every circumstance around for our long-term good. God is concerned about you, and he's concerned about me. He's not working to make you happy, though. He's not working to make you happy. He's making He's working so that his purposes will be fulfilled in your life. And he's buffing and polishing your life until he sees a reflection of himself. God is buffing your life and polishing your life because he wants to see a reflection of Christ in you. So that every morning when you hit the floor, if you allow God into your day, if you allow God into your struggles, if you allow God into your problems, if you, you're you going to find out very, very soon that God is very, very eager and very able to help you is so much greater than what your problems might seem. We have... I'm sure I'm not the only one here that has problems, right? There's always problems that are coming against us. There's always something that has to come up. There's always something that's trying to discourage us. Always something that's trying to steal the testimony of God in our lives. But again, if you just... Ask God to come in you. Submit your life to God and walk in His ways. Everything that you're going to face, you're going to see. He's going to give you the power to overcome and to trample underfoot that which is seeking to destroy the testimony of God in your life. And that's guaranteed. You can take that to the bank. I'm a testimony of that today. There's so many things that came in and out of my life that God has changed. And I'm thankful for it. You see, Paul says in Romans 8, What shall we say About such wonderful things as these. That if God is for us. Who could ever be against us? God said the exact same thing to Joshua. Didn't he not? He said Joshua. If you listen to me. You invite me in. You simply do the things that I'm asking you to do. Nothing is going to be able to stand against you. Nothing. You'll always be a conqueror through Christ. So in other words. With God by my side, with God by your side, how can we not become the men that he wants us to be if we're ready to listen and obey? How can we not become the men that God wants us to be with God by our side? Listen to how David knew God was with him. I only put one verse up here. but I'm going to read you Psalms 139 very quickly. Listen, men, what David says. He says, oh, Lord, you've examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down and you know when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when they're far away. You see me when I travel and you see me when I rest at home. You know everything that I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never, ever escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning and I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will be my support. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light all around me to become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. Hallelujah. Even in the darkness, I can't hide from you. And the light around me becomes like night. But even in the darkness, I can't hide. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light, they're the same to you. You made all of the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you, God, for making me so wonderful, complex. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. And I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was even born. And every day, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me? David says, I can't even count them, God. They outnumber the grains of sand. And at the end of this verse 18 he says and even when i wake up you know what i might have messed up tomorrow or yesterday i might have messed up up until this point but david says even when i wake up you are still with me amen question is do you want confidence like this do you want to have that confidence confidence in god knowing that god is always with you you see being a father is not always an easy task And it doesn't come without responsibility. Not just a father, but a husband. Not just a husband, but a young person that's going through life. You see, we have fathers who care. And the reality is really this. We have fathers who care and we have fathers who don't. We have fathers who are there and we have fathers who are not. We have fathers who have made an impact. And we have fathers who have made a real mess. That's the reality of our society. But no matter what you've done... No matter at what point you are presently, it does not cancel the plans that God has for your life. And you have to understand that and hear that today. It does not cancel the plans that God has for your life. See, God knows all about your problems. He knows all about your struggles. He knows all about your dreams. He knows all about you and your frustrations. He knows all about you and your desire to overcome that which keeps you bound from becoming the leader that he's predestined you to be as a father and a husband and you see God longs God longs to do life with you but the thing is we have to we have to let him in you see sometimes we think that we can just leave God we can just leave the things of God and we can try and hide and drown in our sorrows but because God is our father you know he knows full well his responsibilities towards us He knows full well his responsibilities. And he never, ever leaves us alone. You see, my experience is even when I've been distant from God, even when I've walked away from God, even when I decided, you know, I don't want anything to do with God, he still carried out his responsibilities. He still carried out his responsibilities. As a loving, as a caring father. Because we're that important to him. You see when my children get angry, and they do. When they get frustrated, and they do. They get disrespectful, and they do. <laughs> you see, and sometimes they don't want to listen to what I want to, to what I have to say. I don't stop being their father. So why would you think God would stop being your father? You know, I talk to them anyway. I lay with them in bed sometimes or just laying there. I'll go and I'll lay beside them. I don't even say a word, but they know I'm there. I'll still prepare their meals. I'll go extra. I'll follow them around. Remember David said, you go before me and you follow me. Well, you know what? If God's following me, it's probably because I'm walking away. My children do that sometimes too. But I follow them around, probably drive them nuts sometimes. But I just want them to know that I'm there. And that anytime they want to turn to me, I'm there. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to make things right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give them the wisdom that I have. That I've, that I've received from God. You see, God has placed His hand of blessing on us as fathers. To influence and to guide and to lead our children and to lead our wives and to lead this generation. Back into the presence of God and under His umbrella of protection and goodness. You see, God has the plan we just have to show up for work God has the plan but it also takes courage men to stand up and be the man that God has called you to be both as a husband as a father as a friend it takes responsibility and it takes courage and you see that no matter where you are what situation you find yourself that his hand is going to be your guide, and he's going to be your strength, and he's going to be your support, just like he said, told David, just like he told Joshua. You're no different than those men. Because you see, I know. I know what it is to want to give up. I know what it is to want to walk away. I know what it is to want to be left alone. I know what it is to be dormant. I know what it is to quit I know those things. And I know that, I know what it is to make a mess out of the things that God has given you and the things that God has given me. I know what it is to make a mess of those things. And I know that when I choose to follow empty promises, there's never any success. There's never any success in it. But you see, God's promises are not empty. That's what God wants you to understand today. His promises are not empty. Because I also know what it is to fall under the mercy of a caring Heavenly Father. I also know what it is to experience the faithfulness and the goodness of a loving God. I also know what it is to experience God coming close to me as I draw close to Him. I understand what it is to go and to seek God. And He comes with wisdom to help me with what I need for the day. And I also know that no matter the distance that I've created between me and Him. No matter the distance. He's never left me alone. Ever. He's never left me alone. Not for one second. You see, I've been that one sheep. You know the story? I've been that one sheep that God has turned around for many times. Many times. But God will never leave you alone, men. You see, even now as I speak, your heart longs to do the will of God. And I know, men, your heart longs to do the will of God. And you have to understand God is the one who placed that there. God has placed that desire in your heart. He has the plans for you. He has all the wisdom and the knowledge to make you into the man that you always wanted to be and to fulfill the purposes of God for your life and for your family's life and for your children's life, for your marriage here on earth. God has the wisdom for that. But we have to be willing to turn to Him and to follow Him. And we have to put Him back in His rightful place in our lives. And we have to understand that we and this generation, we need God. We need God. We can't turn from the truth. We have to embrace it. And we have to let God change us. You see, Joshua one nine again says this. Put your name in the blank. This is my command, Greg. This is my command, Gee. This is my command, Paul. This is my command, Dylan. This is my command, Mark. This is my command, Conrad and Jacob and Mario and... All the rest, Jonathan and all all of you, put your name there. This is my command. Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Now, you see, the other day I was discouraged. I was feeling the pressure of being a father. I was feeling the pressure of being a husband and a provider and a leader and all of these things and... The more that I concentrated on that pressure and I took my eyes off of Jesus, the promised keeper, I'm going to tell you something. I fell into despair and I fell into loneliness and I fell into this hopelessness. And it happened so fast. You see, the enemy of my soul took that opportunity also. He's not going to give up any of those opportunities, I guarantee you that. He took the opportunity to try to slither in and begin to put thoughts in my mind. Would I make it? Questions of finances again. Questions that, wouldn't my life ever be a a reflection of who God is? Questions of, would my my children succeed in life? Thoughts of, I'm not worthy to be called the son of God. That maybe I should step down from all ministry. You know the thoughts, guys. You know all the things that come in. Maybe I should stop this and stop going here and stop doing that. And I got angry. So I did what most men do. I went to my shed. (laughs) That's usually where we go. I'm going to the garage. I'm going to build something or I'm going to do something. So I went to the garage. And you know, in the garage, I had two pictures there. And I had some, you know, some old paint and some glue and some old wood and just different things that were there. And, you know, that's the awesomeness of a relational God. We can talk to him anytime. We can tell him anything. And he hears us. And he cares about us. And you know something? Remember I told you, David said, God, you see everything about me, you know. You knew me before I even was born. You predestined my days. Everything was written in your book about me. God knew that day was going to happen. He even knew what pictures I was going to pick. And he even knew, you know, what he was going to speak to me that day in my shed. And you know, little did I know the pictures that I chose would have a significant impact on what God was about to tell me. And I began to cut the pieces of wood. I began to sand the wood, paint the wood, join the wood together, glue the parts that needed to stay in place. You know, in the first picture, it was just a picture of a sinking boat on shore tied to a dock. And really, there was no purpose for that boat. It was just there, and it was on a dock, and it was full of water, and it was ugly, and it was just useless. And then there was a second picture of two boats tied to a dock together, and they were completely functional. And the background was so peaceful. And you could tell that the boats, those two boats were very functional. And they were used for a purpose. You could tell they were in use and they were, they were there for a purpose. And when I was done, I looked a, you know, at what I had created with that pictures and all the, all the different things. And it was as if God spoke to me and said, you feel like that first boat. Like you're sinking and you're useless. But it was like God spoke to my heart and he said, you know, Doug, nothing that I create is useless. Everything that I create is created with purpose. Everything. And that's all I heard. I am with you. That's why I heard the title of the message. I am with you. You're not alone. And with those simple words, folks, I was encouraged that my father saw me. And that he cared about me. And he loved me just where I was. And it's like me and God stood back, you know, and looked at the painting as if God said, Hmm, it's a nice piece. I bet you would compliment any room in your house. And when I was done, I brought it in, and Roxanne said, Wow, it's beautiful. And any room that I tried that that, that picture that I created, it complemented every room. So men hear me today. You are God's masterpiece. We might need repair. We might need some painting where things look a little bit dull. We might need sanding where things seem a bit rough. And maybe there's some pieces that need to be joined together. Maybe a little bit of glue because some things in our lives are broken. But remember, if you turn to God, He's not unfamiliar with repairing the broken. God is not, un- he's not unfamiliar with repairing all that needs to be repaired in our lives. You see, He'll create a piece out of your life That will complement any room. Any situation or any circumstance. And those around you also. And despite the lies that are going to be spoken to your mind. God will create a peaceful background for you. To rest and to glory in his faithfulness. And his goodness. To keep you and to guide you. In all that he has planned for you. Amen. God has plans for you folks. God has a plan for you. But God's also asking you today as men, step up to the plate. Yes, you're going to go through some hard times. Yes, there's going to be circumstances and situations that are going to come into your life. But if you want to be successful in life, if you want to be able to walk with that peace in your heart, if you want to be able to know that God is with you, you have to invite God into every situation. Don't leave him out. Like that quote that I said, don't let, just, don't let your days go on. And not have God in them. Because God wants to lead you across. Like we, we, we heard that message on, on Tuesday night. That go across the bridge. It takes faith that we'll cross that bridge. And God. He talked to Joshua. He said Joshua we're going. Are you coming? Because we're going. And he said God I'm going to go before you. All you have to do is follow me. And God's going to clear a path. And God wants to do the exact same thing for your lives men. He wants to clear a path. But you have to trust him. And you have to take him by to his word are going to ask the team to come up. They're going to sing a song. I want you to listen to the words of this song. We sing it often, but listen. Let God work on your heart this morning. They're going to sing, the Lord is my shepherd, I believe. And it talks about him being here a defender, and that he's on the sides of you, and he's behind you, and he wants you to be successful, and he wants you to live this life according to the way that he has purpose and planned this life for you.
1: Thank you, God. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. behind me and I won't fear I'm filled with anointing my cup's overflowing no weapon can harm me And I won't fear Restores my soul
0: Father, we thank you this morning for your word. God, I thank you. God, that you hear us. God, I can come to you anytime. God, I can lay my burdens at your feet, Lord, and you care about us. And God, you want to walk with us and you want to help us, God, through this life. And God, you want us to have a relationship with you. God, that we'll be able to understand who you are. So, Father, I thank you again for this service. I thank you for the Father. I pray, Lord, that you go before them. God, that you'll break bondages and chains in their lives. God, that they'll be able to seek you. And God, that they'll turn to you. And God, that they'll lead their families into the place that you've predestined for them, for you, for them to lead, God. For, God, that you'll just make out of their lives God, what you've predestined them to be. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. So remember, men, this morning, you're not alone. you. Mm-hmm.